Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Chicago, Illinois, with my new friend Michael Sparrow, a certified financial educator. Michael was born and raised in Chicago, and his family has been here for more than 100 years, which means they've seen it all when it comes to the best that Chicago has to offer. In this episode, Michael and I talk about eating pizza at Pequod's, ordering the carpet at Riccobini's, and sampling local grates at the Taste of Chicago. You hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone interested in visiting Illinois, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Michael's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Chicago. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me. Today, we're talking about Chicago. It's one of my favorite cities. Been there a bunch of times. And uh, one of the great things about having you on the show is like your family's been there for over 100 years. So I'm sure you have some great secrets to be able to share with all of us. It's going to be a good time. We'll put it that way. Yes, we've been here for a long time. Nice, nice. So obviously, if your family's been there for all these years, you know, I know you toured all over the, the country you know, with your music career. We'll, we'll kind of tap on that a little bit later on. But what brought you back to Chicago? What keeps you there? Yeah, so I've never necessarily really left. It's always been here. This is where all my my business is located. It's where my music career kind of took off as well. But I've always stayed. And I'm one of those guys that the grass is always greener, right? I'll huff and puff and stamp my feet and be like, <laughs> oh, it'd be nice to be somewhere else. But then whenever I come back to the city, I'm very grateful to be here. We we have our issues like every city, but it's amazing um, what we do have. We've got culture. We've got food. We do really have great people the weather might be tough, but we have that expression, if you don't like it, wait five minutes and it'll change. And it's the same complaints as everybody else, right? Politicians and the potholes. But at the end of the day, man, we've got it good. It's a really great place to be. So it's hard to leave. If I was going to leave, I don't know, maybe maybe I'd have a summer place somewhere and, and get out <laughs> of town for the winter months or something. But other than that, uh, Chicago is home for me, for sure. Nice, nice. Well, we can always come down and hang out in Nashville. We'll, we'll have, hang out and go have a good time. Don't tell me with a good time. You might still see me down there. You guys got some good barbecue, good food, and it's a good time down in Nashville for sure, especially being a musician. it's It calls to me for sure. Okay. So if you had to describe uh, the people or the city in just a couple of words, how would you do that? I'd say you got a good mixture. When I go to New York, I like, I love New York because it's got good, it's got good attitude. And I, I can say that with confidence because I have family that's in New York. It's got good attitude. There's a good thing going on. There's a movement in the city and it moves quick. It moves fast. When I was in New York, it was the first time I think I feared for my life being in a taxi. Right. And then when you go to Los <laughs> Angeles, I feel like it's a little bit different when you go to the West coast, the vibe is certainly much different than the East coast. Chicago is like a really nice middle ground. You do have good people. You got a good vibe. I don't think we move too fast, but we don't move too slow either. You got that Midwest nice, uh, or that Midwest friendly. It is true. 
we have the reputation and we fill the shoes well. Uh, so I would say that when it comes to describing the people, you got a good mix between what you'd find on the East Coast and what you'd find on the West Coast. Awesome. That sounds great. Like you talked about earlier, you know, obviously the weather comes sometimes it gets pretty cold and obviously it has the reputation of the Windy City, those type of things. But like, what's the weather like throughout the year? And when do you recommend people coming to visit? Don't come in the wintertime. <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you like the snow, don't come in the wintertime. And unless you like wind, wind chill, it's the same thing. So if you're looking to come during an ideal time, you're going to want to come maybe during the late May, early June timeframe is probably where you're going to get the best weather, uh, the most festivities, best things to kind of participate in and, and, and enjoy the city where you're not having to bundle up with four layers of, of clothing. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm from California, so I'm not used to having to bundle up. You know, I like my my shorts, my flip flops. Although it gets a little chilly here in Nashville too, you know. So, <laughs> but obviously, there's a you know there's a lot of different festivals and and annual events that happen. We're kind of recording this in the shadow of like St. Patrick's Day, and I know that's a big one uh, there in Chicago. But like, what are some of your favorite festivals or maybe other events that people want to plan their trip around coming there? Well, to touch on the the weather bit for a little while, I just want to say that our version of chilly and cold is very different than the rest of the country's version of chilly and cold. If it's 40 degrees here, that's like tank top and flip-flop weather, man. That That's great <laughs> stuff, which that's what it is now. And I'm out and about in a t-shirt and some jeans and some gym shoes. It, it's beautiful. And then sometimes I go down to Florida and it'll be in the sixties and I'll have a sweater on. I'm like, what are you doing? This is speedo weather, baby. Let, let's go. <laughs> this is great. To answer your question with festivals, it really depends on what you like. I mean, everything is going to have really great music. The great thing about the city is that you have the kind of the individual neighborhoods, right? You've got Wicker Park and Logan Square and you've got Streeterville and Andersonville and all these really great places that you can go to. And all these sub neighborhoods of Chicago have their own festivities. They've got their own celebratory occasions to participate in. So if you like food, Taste of Chicago is great because you're going to get the best of the best of what Chicago has to offer. Good music as well. I've actually played there a couple of times and have been on a couple of their stages, main stage, side stage. So really just a really great environment. You got food, you got music, you got liquor. It doesn't really get much better than that. So only thing is, if you are going to go to places like the Taster downtown, public transit really is the best way to go. So if you're going to rent a car, I probably wouldn't recommend driving into the city just because parking is kind of a hassle. It's expensive. We have a great public transit system. So that's what what I would recommend for that. If you're a music person, we got a great blues festival. I mean, it's the Chicago blues, right? I mean, you got legends that came from here like Buddy Guy and a bunch of great record companies that produced a ton of great blues. Got the Jazz Fest, which is amazing. Um, we got the Aaron Water Show, which is fantastic. Again, I mean, there, there's really a lot to participate in. And, you know, speaking of which, you got St. Patrick's Day, which is a lot of good stuff to to take part in as well. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I've seen pictures. I've, I haven't been able to experience it myself, but I've been on the architectural tour of the river there that, that goes the kind of bisects uh, through Chicago. But uh, it's really cool seeing the photos of the, them turning the, the river green. That's what they do. Right on. Well, like you mentioned earlier here, I'm talking about uh, not renting a car, using public transportation. Uh, let's talk about how, you know, how do we get to Chicago? I know there's two main airports there. You know, I'm a Southwest guy for the longest time. You know, Midway was a, was a spot to go to, but now they've actually opened up flights to O'Hare as well. Which airport do you recommend? I think it just depends on where you're going to stay and what you're going to be looking to do. If you've got family on the South side, you're probably going to fly into Midway just because it's going to be a convenient location for them to pick you up, drop you off, that sort of thing. 
The most popular one is O'Hare because that's going to be the largest airport. So most people are going to fly into O'Hare. That's also our international airport as well. Um, I don't know if there's international flights that come in and out of Midway. I'm not entirely sure. I've only flown in and out once. They did some really great expansions recently. So Midway is looking like it's got a really sweet facelift. But O'Hare is going to be a really great way to go. There is public transit lines that go into O'Hare and get you right there. So if you fly in O'Hare, you didn't rent a car, you can literally take public transit right into the city and you'll be good to go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. From what I remember is that because a couple of times I've flown Southwest into Midway and then gone over to O'Hare to be able to kind of take off for an international flight and getting between the two is not easy. It's like a, almost like a kind of like a horseshoe, I think, from from what I saw in the public transportation. And so now that Southwest flies directly into O'Hare, it, it's like makes it so much better to be able to catch those international flights. Are you saying the the terminals or sometimes you'd fly into Midway and you'd have to go over to O'Hare? Yeah, get, I fly into Midway because that's all that Southwest offered. And I have a companion pass. that's like super cheap and easy to get around. But then the international flight was out of O'Hare. So I had to get from one to the other. And so it was like a long process. But now the oh, Southwest, now Southwest flies in there, makes things like makes life so much easier. I think I'd rather scoop my eyes out with a spork than have to make that commute. That sounds absolutely brutal to do that. And, you know, even it's funny because even when you're in O'Hare, I was just in uh, London recently for business. And, you know, the the way that their terminals work, getting from one terminal, I, I always thought the, that Terminal 5 was the international terminal and then it's flying out of a different terminal. And then I was flying a what was it? I was flying British Airways flight that was leasing a Lufthansa plane in an American Airlines terminal or something like that. I went in there and I'm like, guys, this is like Sudoku on expert. I don't know where my flight's at. Can you guys just please point me in the right terminal direction? So O'Hare, you know, it comes with the the baggage of it being absolutely massive and needing to navigate a huge airport. But, you know, these are first world problems. I'm grateful I got to go to London <laughs> and, and get back safe and sound, you know? Absolutely. So, so speaking of that, uh, like we talked about you know, as far as flying into each one, it depends kind of what you're doing. What about the same thing as far as like where to stay? Are, are there certain neighborhoods you recommend or certain hotels that kind of really stick out? I wouldn't say that there's hotels that I would recommend, but there's definitely areas that I would not recommend. Okay. So when you Google Chicago, you can Google a pretty typical crime map and be able to see really easy the crime layered over the map, right? So you're going to see certain areas that are going to be in red. Well, you know. Those are the places you want to stay out of. So if you're looking at some of the places in the inner city, they're just facing some issues with funding and crime is unfortunately high and they haven't figured that out. And I wish they would, you know, because some of these neighborhoods do need critical investments and people need help. But obviously there's parts of the city and areas of the city that that are, are fantastic to stay in. So specifically, if you're in the loop, you'll get some really great stuff on the north side. Uh, you'll get some really great neighborhoods. Even on the south side, you'll get some really great stuff too. So I know that's kind of very uh, ambiguous and kind of, <laughs> you know, pixie dust and magic beans-ish because I haven't given particulars. But I would say you Google Chicago, look at a crime map, stay out of the red areas, you know, and, and you're going to be perfectly fine. When it comes to actually picking a hotel, I have an expression that I tell people all the time. Look, when it comes to a hotel... I don't put a lot of work into it. I make sure it's a good area, but I don't look for a lot of the amenities. I don't look for a lot of the bells and whistles because you're not planning on being in a hotel for very long anyways. And if you are, oh, why'd you come to Chicago? I understand if you want to relax and you want to enjoy a hot tub, but it's not really a big deal. So I would say find something that's affordable, find something that's within an area that you're going to be concentrating most of your time. 
and make sure that area is good. And I think you've got a good formula to find a good spot to stay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know I've, I've stayed at like, I think that there's a W that's right there near like, you know, Navy Pier, uh, the Radisson Blue. I think that's also kind of like in that, that loop area, you know, also pretty good. I'm a big Kempton person. So I know there's like the Kempton Gray and a couple other ones that are in that area that are, that are really nice that I've stayed at. And like you said, they, as long as you're kind of avoiding the, the crimey areas, then, uh, then you're going to be good as long as you find something that kind of fits your budget. You're in a great area. The W is located right in Streeterville. I used to work in a building right across the street when I was in banking and 680 North Lakeshore Drive, which was, we call it the old Playboy building because that's where they were headquartered out of. And, and funny fact, I went to the same school as Hugh Hefner and I worked in the same building that Hugh Hefner was headquartered out of. So it's funny because whenever at home and uh, I'm lounging in my robe, I look at my phone, I'm like, meh, take a look. This is peak. <laughs> this is peak male physical condition right here. And she looks at you like, don't even start because she knows that story. So um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, the W is right there. I've stayed there. Did the, the W is beautiful. Wow. So if you want a good view of the lake, you want a great view of Lake Shore Drive. It's right outside of Navy Pier for the most part. Uh, you can't go wrong with the W either. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's, it's definitely a great place to stay. Oh, fantastic. Now, obviously, like you said, you've, your family's been there for you know over a century now. So you guys have a lot of ideas as far as different things to do and places to eat while you're we while we're there. Uh, like we just talked about the Navy Pier, that's a lot of fun, especially you know with me with kids. Uh, there's a lot of different. Uh, uh, I think there's like a Ferris wheel nearby. There's like a bunch of different activities right there on the on the pier. Uh, but what are some of the things that you'd recommend people do to kind of get that authentic Chicago experience? Oh, that's a great question. And now we've gotten to the good stuff: food. Everyone loves food. I'm a big food guy. You know, if you're the same and, and you enjoy that experience, then you'll love it in Chicago. So I always say if it if it looks questionable, if the place looks like you might get kidnapped, <laughs> you want to eat there. It is going to be fantastic. So I grew up on the northwest side. So I grew up in a pocket of the city that if you go any further west, you're going to be outside of the city. So I'm from Chicago, but I'm about four blocks away from the city border, which borders a suburb called Elmwood Park. OK, and. In that suburb, that's where you get a very heavy concentration of Polish and Italian. And all throughout Chicago, you got really heavy pockets of Irish as well. Guess my ethnic backgrounds, Polish, Italian, and Irish. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't get much more of a Chicago combination than that. What I would recommend is it really depends on what you want. You want good pizza. I know some people aren't fans of deep dish. That's fine. I'm going to give you a place that you can go, that you can get your standard pub style. And I'm going to give you a place that you can get a deep dish at the same time. It's called Pequod's. Pequod's is absolutely phenomenal pizza. It's personally my favorite, and I've had pizza from one coast to another. I haven't had them all, obviously. I'm working on it, and I got plenty of time, hopefully, God willing. But Pequod's is by far the best pizza that I've had. They do it right. It's on North and Clybourne, so it's located pretty close to the city where you're going to be at. There's plenty of public transit to get you right outside. If you're going to do Pequod's, you're going to want to do priority seating. It's not reserved seating. It's priority seating, so when you get there – Typically, even if you do priority seating, if you're there on a weekend, you're going to probably need to wait about 20, 30 minutes, even with priority. That's how popular they are. Okay. There's another location in Morton Grove. Great location, but it's far outside of the city. You're going to want to stick in North and Clybourne. That's for pizza. Let's say you like a steak sandwich. You're going to want to go to a place called Riccobini's. Riccobini's is absolutely phenomenal. We call it the carpet. And it's because it's a breaded steak sandwich just mashed through some great sauce. It's phenomenal. You're going to need an entire roll of napkins to wipe <laughs> off all the schmutz on your face. It's a phenomenal sandwich. It's great. Get a whole sandwich. They cut it right in half. 
you're not going to be able to eat all of it. You eat half now, you eat half later to keep you full for a week. So second place for a steak sandwich, at least, is a great place. It's a little bit far outside of the city. But if, you, if you're up for a little bit of an adventure, then you're going to want to go to a place called Mr. D's. Okay, Mr. D's Shish Kebabs. That place has to be older than Christ's sandals, man. That place is that place <laughs> has been around since dirt has been on the earth, right? So, you go in there, and it's located on a street called Diversity, and I believe it's on Diversity and Normandy. Those are the intersections, specifically at 6656 West Diversity. Okay, you go in there. It's owned by a guy who almost has a look like Borat. Right. You walk in. He's older, all gray, all gray hair. I don't I'm not too sure what their background is. They might be Greek, but you go in and I, I swear I went in one time when I was a kid, high school, walk in. and I said, let me get a steak sandwich. This guy reaches in his deep pan for a piece of steak and throws it over his head and it lands <laughs> on the grill perfectly. I'm like, listen, if this guy hasn't been here for 30 years making steak sandwiches, my name's not Mike, because that was an incredible feat. It was like a bartender making a really impressive cocktail, except this dude just threw a piece of raw meat over his head. I'm going to enjoy that because that was a show. Mr. D's, one of the best places that you can go. We're also known, as weird as it might sound, for hot dogs. So whatever you do, don't ask for ketchup on a hot dog. I don't know why. So if anybody listens to this and goes, what's wrong with it? I have the same question as you. Hopefully my fellow Chicagoans will give me too much hate for it. But two good places. That going to be Gene and Jude's classic and then a place called Super Dog, which is located up on the north end of Chicago. Other than that, I could go on and on and on about food, so I'll spare you the details. What I will say is that no matter what you want, Chicago is one of the most racially diverse cities in the world. You want Greek food? We got an entire community, massive community of Greek people who make the best Greek food you could imagine. You want to go over to Little Italy? You want to have some amazing, authentic Italian food, we've got Little Italy. You want to go and have some authentic Puerto Rican, you want to have some great Acapulia, oh man, you go to the place where it's a heavy concentration of Puerto Rican community, Polish, wherever you go, you're going to get really, really great food. So again, you look at that map and you'll be able to see kind of where the heavy concentrations are. Same thing with Middle Eastern food, very heavy Middle Eastern population here, a great place called Al Bawadi which is a little bit outside of the city as well. I believe it's in a, a suburb called Niles, but you can get there really easily. I mean, again, guys, you like food. I don't know what you're waiting for. Get over here. You're just, <laughs> you're never going to want to leave. But you know what? When you said what keeps you there, honestly, this is probably what keeps me here. I'm not going to lie. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, my mouth is watering. I haven't had dinner yet. So I, I'm hearing all these things. I'm like picturing it in my head. Mm. And <laughs> my wife's going to be uh, not happy because I'm going to be asking her for all these different dishes you're talking about. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're here, I know you said you've been here before. If you're here, when you're back, call me, text me, let you know. All these places will give you a grand tour. It's going to be hard to leave, man. But again, Pequod's, Mr. D's, Albawadi, Gina Jude's, Superdog. You can't go wrong. This is good stuff. Just make sure that you don't bring a belt and you unbutton the top one. Oh, I'll bring my stretchy pants. Don't worry about that. So my man. <laughs> so well, a couple other things uh, that we didn't talk about. What about a great breakfast? Where would we go for that? You know, that's a great question. I'm not the biggest breakfast guy. Okay. How about coffee? How about coffee? My, my wife's like really big into coffee and uh, that's like her breakfast a lot of times uh, if it's a really good coffee. So uh, any suggestions for that? I do actually. And I'm a big coffee guy as well. We have a place here, which is 
called Julius Meinl. So Julius Meinl is an Austrian uh, manufacturer of coffee, in my opinion, one of the best. And they actually have one of their locations here in Chicago. So that location, I want to say, is on Southport. It's on the north side, and it's right in between the 3,000 and 4,000 block of Southport. And you know what? Actually, I'll say that they have a really great breakfast, too. So that's a good breakfast place as well. But their main specialty is coffee. And if your wife likes it, go online, grab some of their coffee. It's phenomenal. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to buy some of those. I, they sell like in the whole beans. I can get her in, into her grinder and get that, that fresh taste for her. That's the only way that you do it, right? I mean, if it's ground, that's good. But I mean, you got to keep the be- beans fresh. Got to keep them whole. And then you grind them, you do the hard work, you do the heavy work. Listen, I, I, coffee is like coffee is like a nap. Even if it's not a great nap, it's still a nap. It's still going to be good, right? So I'll drink anything if it's Starbucks, if it's Dunkin' Donuts. I really don't care. But if I'm really going for the the cream of the crop, I'm going with something good like Julius Meinl. Uh, that's where you got to go. That sounds amazing. So say my wife and I are coming up to Chicago. We got grandma watching the kids and we want to go out and have a little little dancing, some cocktails. You know, I know, I know like speakeasies is like a really cool thing to do. You know, they're kind of hidden. It's almost exclusive, those type of things. Uh, do you have any recommendations for those? So I am a big speakeasy fan just because I like the vibe, right? So I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go out to a club or I'm just, I'm, I'm too old for it. I'm probably going to stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> if I do that. I am a big fan of dive bars because usually usually they got a really great vibe, right? And you're usually going to see locals there or something like that. And it's just going to have a nice kind of communal feel. But what I will say is that we have a speakeasy called Bordell. And Bordell is probably my favorite. Bordell is located over on Division. So 1721 West Division looks like your typical speakeasy, right? You walk in, I believe the first floor used to be like a taco place. And then right when you walk in, there was a door right in front of you. You walk into that door, walk up the stairs, turn left, and there's another door looks a little questionable to get in. You walk in and it's just gorgeous. You've got this old school kind of uh, cabaret, dimly lit, red, velvety, plush sort of atmosphere going on. Just a great spot to go to and a great and a great liquor selection. I went there for a birthday a long time ago. had a hard time deciding which uh, speakeasy I wanted to go to. Looked at the liquor menu, saw that they had Schlitz and said, that's it, man. That's where we're going. (laughs) If they got Schlitz, it's good enough for me. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like a great place to go hang out and, like you said, just kind of hang with the locals and get away from all the touristy stuff for sure. So one thing, uh, obviously, we spent a lot of time talking about food and everything like that. You know, obviously, there's some like the the major touristy attractions like, you know, the, the Bean and Sears Tower and, and you know, those type of fun things that a lot of people really already know about in Chicago. One thing that, that uh, you know, in my research that I was looking at, when you think of Chicago, you don't really think of like the beach, right? Like I'm a California guy. Obviously, we know the beach there. But when I think of Chicago, it's so far north. The beach is not something I think about, but it's actually like one of the fun things to do there during the summertime, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got plenty of beaches to choose from. We've got North Avenue Beach, which is really great. I believe there's a bar right on North Avenue Beach as well, uh, which is can't go wrong with that. You got Foster Beach, which is a little bit further up north. But uh, listen, we got a great skyline. We got a great lake where there's constantly a ton of boats out there in the summertime, bunch of jet skis. You know, you've got Oak Street, you've got North Avenue, you've got Foster, a lot of different beaches to choose from, a lot of them close to the city. So you're going to get that skyline feel 
You're going to get the lake. You're going to get to see people having a good time and participate in that. We've got bike lanes going up and down the lake as well, which is really great too. So you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of people, they think of the bean, they think of the Sears Tower, they think of the museum, they think of the planetarium. But I do feel as though people maybe sleep on the beach because when you hear the word lake, it sounds very disenchanting. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, really, am I really going to do a lake? But the answer is, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's something great to add to the to-do list. For sure. Well, well again, Mike, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all those amazing tips. Like, like I said, my mouth is watering. I like, can't wait to go <laughs> visit and uh, check out all these food places, but now it's time for the final countdown. So Mike, if we only had time for one meal, when we visit Chicago, obviously there's so many different great places we talked about, but if we had to pick one, where would we go? And what would we eat? Go to Mr. D's, grab a steak sandwich, It'll change your life. If the if the clouds don't part and you don't see the hand of God, then I'm wrong. Mr. D's is fantastic. Right on. That sounds great. Now, like I said, you've lived there all your life. You know, you traveled with your music touring, but you keep coming back to Chicago. You must have some great stories you know, from your family, from your personal experiences. What's one of your most memorable? Oh, boy. It's quite a few. Uh, being raised here, I think just being able to play music here is and participate in our music scene has probably been one of the greatest pleasures. So it's not a specific story, but being able to see our music venues, participate in kind of our blues, rock, metal scene with my group of guys and being able to consistently do that over the years has been an absolute pleasure. So again, I think that that story is a collection over a period of time. That's pretty amazing. I think it's one of those great things of being a musician. I, the only music I play is like the radio. I don't, I don't have musical talents beyond that, <laughs> but like for somebody like you, like being able to play the music, obviously you're enjoying what you're doing on the stage and everybody around you is enjoying it as well. And you're just like sharing that love with them. I think that's just probably one of the greatest feelings ever. It is one of the, I will say one of the greatest stories that I do have being here in Chicago, which was right outside of Chicago at a music venue is uh, open for a band. And I was backstage and I looked to my right and there's Scott Stapp just standing there from Creed, just doing vocal warmups. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I knew I was opening for his band, but I didn't expect him to see him right there. And then you had, I was at the same time was having a conversation with uh, Bumblefoot, who is the guitar player for Guns N' Roses for quite some time. And the bass player to Disturb, John Moyer, very friendly guy, great crowd. And I'm standing in the audience and I look to my left and there's one of my heroes who's Dan Donegan, one of the guitar player for Disturbed. And uh, once they closed down the venue, I had a chance to just sit at the bar with literally a guy that I've idolized since probably about 12 years old. And at that time, I would think it was a little bit closer to maybe 30. And I just sat there drinking a beer with him, talking about our mutual interest and love, which was music. And I had to pinch myself. It was a really great time. Wow. That, that doesn't get much better than that. That's awesome. So speaking of good times and happy memories, where's the happiest happy hour in Chicago? What I can tell you is that every March we have obviously St. Patrick's Day. And I, I know that we mentioned that, right? So one of the places that I really like is going to be a place called O'Neill's. And it's in the city. It's a great place to go. If you're trying to go for happy hour, they got great food there. It's called Chief O'Neill's. It's over on Elston. It's just great. Whether you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day, you want to head over there, grab some food. Uh, you want to stop by, grab a couple of drinks. It's just a good vibe. It's a, it's a great place. Anytime you mention pub in Irish in the same sentence, it's going to be a fun time. I've been to pubs all over the world, whether it was actually over in the United Kingdom, in Rome, here in Chicago. Man, 
they just they know how to have a good time. They know how to party. Oh, that sounds like a, like a lot of fun for sure. Now, I know you mentioned Pequod's earlier. I'm always all about eating the local pizza. I know like with Bethany, we were arguing over Lumalnati's and Giordano's, but I know that, that being somebody that's been there for so long, you probably have a, a really strong opinions on what the best pizza is in Chicago. I got to go with Pequod's. I know I'm double dipping here. It's just that good. So, you know, you, you go there, you order the deep dish, you get the caramelized crust, get the pepperoni. It'll change your life. It's great. That's fantastic. I think it's one of those things that, you know, because again, like you said, that some people like the thin crust, some people like the deep dish. What I like doing is like, just order both. Like you don't have to eat it, eat it all. You just get a few bites and yeah, you spend a little bit of extra money, but get that experience. And that's what it's all about. Being able to sample all those local foods. No matter which way you go. I mean, whether you get the deep dish, whether you get the pub style thin crust, listen, it's dough, it's sauce, it's cheese, pepperoni, you know, at least at bare minimum, it's going to be decent, but I'm telling you, it's going to be light years beyond that. It's Pequod's. It's the best. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, like we talked about, like you were used to tour all over the place, you know, and with that, I'm sure you amassed a lot of different travel tips. Uh, what's one of your favorite travel tips? Pack light. I pack light wherever I go. And I'm sure I drive people crazy when I say that, but pack light. That's just it for me. It's it's easy to travel when there's not a lot of baggage. You got a quick case with you. Take what you need. Enjoy where you're at. It doesn't matter if I'm in Europe. It doesn't matter if I'm in the UK. It doesn't matter if I'm back here in the US and I'm traveling around. And, you know, sometimes people look at my bag and they're like, are you sure you're good? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but you know what? If I'm not and I run into trouble, I'll figure it out. I'll be all right. Yeah. yeah worst case, you can figure things out. Or if you need to, just buy something when you're there. If, if you absolutely must, you know, and you'll figure it out. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, go know? shopping, go buy some <laughs> clothes, go, you know, go, go blend in, go buy a cub shirt, do your thing. And you know, you'll fill your bag up with stuff to take home. There we go. Well, Mike, I, I, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. Uh, can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, it's been great to be here. Anything talking about Chicago, it, you know, it, it reminds me why I'm here for sure. Like I said, I, I pout and stamp my feet when I'm here and I'm like, Oh, and then when I talk about it, it, it just, it reminds me why, why I stick around. But yeah, so my name is Michael Sparrow. I'm a certified financial educator by day, clearly a musician by night. <laughs> and uh, as a certified financial educator, I basically teach people how their money works, whether it be in a retirement policy, whether it be retirement solutions, uh, financial literacy solutions as well. So it's both with working to consumers or working with uh, individuals who are looking to better understand their financial situation, but also with businesses as well, kind of going in there and teaching their employees how the retirement plan works, keeping them what's called ERISA compliant, which is a bunch of federal jargon that I won't dive into. But as a certified financial educator, that's what I do. And I own my own uh, my own practice. So I'm able to work with anybody who I like, anybody who's looking to work with me. I look forward to sitting down with people. You know, like I told you, as we had a chance to chat, my mom was a waitress and my dad was a truck driver. And a lot of times when you work in the financial industry, it's hard to sit down with an advisor. It's hard to sit down with someone to chat with if it could be intimidating or maybe you don't meet their investment minimum, whatever the case may be. Uh, as a financial educator, it doesn't matter what you have. I'm just excited to sit down with you, take a look at what you got, show you how it works. And if there are strategies and solutions that we have that could work for you, then I'm going to share that. That's awesome. I'm glad you're out there uh, helping people out because like you said, you know, a lot of times money and investing is is quite intimidating for people. And they need your expertise advice to be able to put them at ease and help them uh, get on the right track to be able to save them for their goals and be able to afford to travel 
some of our locations that we talk about in the podcast, but also being able to retire and take care of the kids and, and grandkids and everything else like that. So thank you for doing that. That's really awesome. If somebody has questions about your business or about Chicago, what's the best way to reach you on social media? Yeah. I mean, you could reach me at Michael Sparrow. It's usually going to be some rendition of Michael Sparrow. Last name is Captain Sparrow. And at the end of it, it's going to be CFED. So Charlie Foxtrot Echo Delta, which is going to be the abbreviation for for my educator designation. So I'm over on TikTok. I, I have my own podcast as well called Cafe on Main Street. So they can learn some really great stuff there. They can reach me on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, just every crazy channel that's coming out for social media. You can you can reach me there. Typically, Michael Sparrow, CFED. Well, we'll definitely look forward to you on uh, TikTok doing some of those crazy dances and we'll include links to all these on the, on the show notes that way people can find you. And Michael, it's been great talking to you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Lee, I got two left feet and not an ounce of rhythm. You don't want to see me dancing on TikTok, <laughs> brother. Trust me. But again, thank you so much for having me, Lee. It's been a blast. Come over to Chicago. Get over here. What an awesome conversation with Michael. Chicago is one of my favorite cities to visit and we use its airports often to position for international flights. You can find all the links we talked about and our one-page guide to Michael's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Chicago. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we talk about how to save money at theme parks with Michael Belmont of theparkprodigy.com. In this episode, Mike and I talk about the best ways to save money on theme park travel, when's the best time of year to visit, and how to figure out if it makes sense to upgrade your hotel and theme park tickets. You'll be joining us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.